Hi, welcome to Revenue Marketing Television, the CMO Insights Series. I am your host, Jeff Pedowitz, President and CEO of the Pedowitz Group. Today, we have Karen Chaffee, who is Senior Vice President and General Manager of Digital Marketing at Brightcove. Karen, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. It's great to be here. So to start off, uh, you know, you, you've been with the company since the very beginning uh, when I had zero customers. And now you're basically running the whole digital marketing uh, business. What, tell us a little bit more about your role, what that's like now, and then maybe compare it to what it was like, uh, oh, several years back. Sure, yeah, so it's been an amazing journey. Um, I did start with the company over a decade ago. We had zero customers, and we just had this vision that one day video would be as ubiquitous as text on the web. So fast forward to 2017, and video is everywhere. Um, everyone is watching. Hello to everyone out there uh, watching this video. And that really is because video is the most powerful form of digital communication that we have. Um, so kind of going from the, the ground level of really getting our first customer all the way to scaling a global operation with thousands of customers around the world and offices around the world has been an amazing journey. Um, my current role is uh, EVP and GM of our digital marketing business. So all companies who are using video for marketing purposes, primarily external, but also increasingly across every digital experience. So that includes corporate communications, employee communications internally uh, is part of the business unit that I lead. And ultimately I'm responsible for helping our customers succeed. I have uh, marketing, sales, product marketing, and partners directly reporting up into me. So that's uh, also been really fun. And uh, one of the things that we're particularly excited about that we've done in our business is really um, because the, the sales and marketing organizations are one business unit, we've really turned marketing and sales into a team sport. And that's a transformation we've seen over the last couple of years that's been um, particularly exciting. So a lot of changes for you and for the company. Yeah. Congratulations on your success. So you know, Thanks, people Jeff. talk about the word transformation a lot, um, and you brought it up even a couple times in your description. But um, see if you can bring it home a little bit closer. What's that really meant for you over the last couple of years, um, and how you tackled it? You know, in, in personnel, your strategy. What have been maybe some of the bigger challenges that you've had to deal with as you've been going through all these changes? Sure. Um, so our favorite word that we like to use in our business unit is adapt. And as a company, we have, you know, going from zero customers to thousands of customers and zero revenue to 150 million plus in revenue, we've had to adapt um, every step of the way. And, um, you know, technology is adapting the way that um, we consume information is adapting constantly. And so as a company, we also have to adapt. And I think that one of the one of the adaptations that we made was a couple of years ago, recognizing that we really did need this business unit structure and we really did need this focus on being able to talk to the market in the way that would resonate for each individual use case. And so that's why in 2015, we really put together the digital marketing and enterprise business unit. And with that, um, we've really had to adapt um, even internally within our organization. Um, some some kind of more tangible examples on kind of you know managing the growing enterprise when we first started out it was really about acquiring new customers right we had zero so that was the the first goal that we had that's a good goal and that's a good first goal that's, get, get that's a good first goal right <laughs> um, and so um, so a disproportionate amount of our marketing efforts really went into that high in the funnel and and acquiring new logos. 
And as we grew as a business, we realized um, it was actually a conscious realization that, oh my goodness, we have uh, so many customers and we need to actually make sure that marketing is touching the customers throughout the entire journey from, you know, of course, awareness and engagement and conversion, but also the retention and the advocacy that follows. And so with this, um, you know, with this growing business, we implemented customer marketing, for example, and we really look at the CMO's role and the marketer's role as making sure that the customer is successful, not just at becoming a customer of yours, but becoming a successful customer. And so what's fun for me is, um, you know, have marketing reporting directly to me, but we also sell to marketers. So this is something that we're seeing all of our customers start to embrace as well. Um, I think, uh, you know, maybe five years or, or so, digital marketing was really about that lead generation and the conversion. And really you look at today and you look at the next five years and it really is about the, the marketer owning the entire customer journey and the entire customer experience. And, um, and that's what we're seeing both inside our company as well as in the industry. Yes, it's a great proactive perspective. Um, you know, it's one of the questions we've asked a lot of the interviewees is how they are approaching the customer life cycle and how they're dividing up their budget. So you know, it seems like you've already started to organize your department. Um, tell me a little bit about um, talent management from your perspective, because you've been doing this for a while. What are some of the bigger changes you're seeing as you look to hire and train people for your modern marketing organization now than, say, you had to deal with a few years back? Sure. Um, so I will say kind of the foundation of the culture of the company really still is the most important um, you know, important element of hiring. So from day one, Brightco has had a culture of smart nice and gets things done um, and that's a kind of rare combination um, but we have we have held that those standards very high and so a decade later i get to work with some of the smartest people in the world who also happen to be kind and who are very execution oriented who want to get things done um, so that kind of curiosity and that hunger um, of learning is really important when we're building a team because again that word adapt the team has to constantly adapt we at Breakove like to say we're helping to create the future we're inventing the future and so you really can't hire for skills that you needed five years ago you need to hire for the skills that might be needed five years from now um, personally I love to hire um, leaders who really have more of a general manager type of approach and can be holistic thinkers across all of the discipline um, but really excellence within that one function so for my direct reports I actually have two former CEOs wow. um, yeah mm -hmm. so it's pretty awesome and um, and they will be CEOs again um, in the future and so what's great for me is that these leaders can really understand how marketing fits in with sales and how product fits in with the overall picture but can then drive excellence within that particular function. It's great. Now, um, hiring these CEOs, hiring general managers, are you finding you're running marketing more like a business than say you did a couple years ago? We are definitely running marketing like a business. Um, I will say we've, we've always viewed marketing as a strategic um, seat at the table in terms of driving top line results but really kind of bringing that sales and marketing and product view together, um, it takes an entire company to win. And so one of the things kind of getting back to that kind of life cycle of, you know, awareness all the way through to advocacy is how does marketing, you know, when does marketing play a leading role and when does marketing play 
a supporting role. Um, so a couple of examples um, on that front is when you think about your marketing investments and your sales investments, you need to make sure that that both are getting the right amount of investment to be able to succeed. Mm -hmm. So when we look at our marketing results, one of the things that um, we realized um, a little bit ago is that we actually had more demand than our sales organization could follow up on. Now, well, that's a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have, um, but it still is a problem if you're not turning that interest into into opportunities and into business. Um, and so, one of the things you know that I'm particularly um, passionate about is that quick lead follow up. And if you have more leads coming in than you have people to follow up on, that's not going to be a delightful experience for your prospects. And so, we actually made a conscious decision to pause invest more in our sales development organization, get those resources in place, and then turn the marketing back on. So I think when you're when you're really looking at the holistic business, you can make decisions like that because you're not constrained in just the one silo over here or over here. Um, another example of that is on our account management side. So we have an extraordinary account management team. I would say they're the best in the marketing tech industry, um, not just in our industry. They're awesome. They've got really deep relationships. Um, but about two years ago, we really set off on this kind of rapid pace of innovation on the product side. And we were coming out with so, so much new product innovation that our account management organization couldn't keep up with communicating that to the customers. So again, we kind of took a step back and we said, you know, what can marketing do to help this? How can marketing help support our account management organization? How can marketing help support the product organization? So we actually made a couple of, again, conscious investments and changes. Um, the first one we did, which is very simple, but you have to actually like take a second and put it together, is we uh, rolled out a product newsletter to our customers. Okay. So every month there's the consistent communication that says, you know, here are the innovations that we've just released. Um, and that's kind of an umbrella that our account managers can use to um, keep in touch with the customers and the innovation. Um, the second thing that we did, which I'm uh, particularly proud of and, and uh, encouraged by every day, is we created a new function within the marketing organization, and it's a product specialist function. So these are experts on individual products who can go really deep on every feature, every customer use case. They are a resource to the field, whether we're in a, a prospect situation or a customer situation, they can jump on calls, they can do proof of concepts. And um, you know they're really looking at which of our customers would this new product be a good fit for, which of our customers has purchased this new product, which of our customers is actually adopting it. And um, it's a very focused role that the field organization can leverage as they're helping their customers succeed. Wow, this is a, an incredible amount of work. Love, love seeing all the stuff that you're doing. So, because you. you've always now had this accountability, this mindset, what are you being measured on now today? And then what are you holding your team accountable for? Sure. Um, so ultimately, it is our customer success. And how we would measure customer success is our customers, um, you know, at the kind of um, basic level, using our product, adopting the product, being successful from the product. Is that usage resulting in higher retention rates? Is that usage resulting in higher expansion rates? Is, um, you know, is our marketing generating um, more awareness in the market demonstrated by more leads that are, I mean, all sales organizations want more better leads. So are they more sales ready leads? 
Are we increasing our pipeline? And ultimately, are we winning more business? Um, so if we're doing our job right and we're getting the right products to market with the, the right marketing support and the right sales approach, then our business will be growing. And ultimately, yes. that's what matters. I love it. So tell me a little bit about your thoughts uh, around the strategic application of technology. As you look at your current stack and architecture, do you think you have too much, um, just right, not enough? Um, where, where do you think it needs to be? I think all of that. Um, okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, so we as a company have really always been an early adopter of technology. I think we were one of the first companies using marketing automation. Um, you know, the fact that we're over 10 years uh, old as a company, we're one of the first companies using CRM. Um, we're one of the first companies to adopt account-based marketing. So we love technology. Um, certainly one of the uh, companies who's using video the most, we believe in the power of video. So we incorporate that into all of our marketing. Um, I would say uh, a couple of interesting things. Sometimes the technology is a catalyst for the strategy, and I'm happy to talk about strategy separately, but um, account-based marketing, for example, by adopting the account-based marketing, it's not just the technology that allows you to reach your market, but it's also those conversations, you know, okay, well, if we're gonna do account-based marketing, who is our target market? Is that the right target market? Why is this our target market? Um, and so it really, you know, kind of forces that sales and marketing alignment. And I think sometimes that's as powerful as the technology um, itself. Um, and, you know, kind of as an example, when we were going through this account-based marketing adoption, one of the things that we realized is, well, wait a second, we're the largest company in our space. So if we look at our competition, their target list is all of our customers. And if we're not doing account-based marketing to our customers and the competition is doing account-based marketing to our customers, then our customers are hearing from our competition more than they are from us from a, from a digital perspective. It's a healthy, so healthy perspective, yeah. Really interesting, right? Yeah. So that kind of forced us to take a step back and say, okay, well, wait a second, who should be in our target account list? And so we added um, a lot of customers in our account-based marketing. And the message there is, um, you know, we, we work with a lot of large global scale organizations where we might have business in one division or business unit, but not in all of them. And so part of it is just educating our customers that they already have a relationship with Brightcove and that they already have an MSA and that it's really easy for us to help them get up and running. Um, so one kind of really quick example on tying uh, video technology in with account-based marketing is we had our uh, relationship managers record videos for their customers to say, you know, like, hi, I'm Karen and I'm your relationship manager. Your company is a customer of ours and I'm really, you know, uh, happy to help you get started and, and succeed with video. And so that's, um, you know, really being thoughtful about you know, the technology that you're using, what is the strategy behind why you're using it and how you're going to drive success from it. Good insights. So, um, gosh, I wish I had another 15 minutes to ask you so many more questions because your answers are so awesome. Um, but I, I'd love to know, give us a little perspective of what's next for Brightco. What's your strategy going forward? And what do you see the market looking like over the next year or two? Sure. Um, so uh, because video is so effective and even though we're 10 years into it, we're really just getting started. I think video is going to be um, 
the next big things that marketers leverage throughout the entire journey. So what I see is this massive opportunity ahead. And one of the challenges that I see is the opportunity is going to outsize the ability to keep up with it. And so that kind of is what keeps me up at night, which is how do we move fast enough to be able to capture all of this demand and help all of these companies succeed? And scaling that is really um, kind of going to be the next challenge of the next couple of years. Very exciting stuff, Karen. Thank you. Um, Thank you, Jeff. Insightful as always. Appreciate you being on, and uh, we'll definitely have to have you come back. Would love that. All right. Thank you. Thank you.